I'm Emma Louise Coffey and you're welcome to the Dairy Edge, the Chagas Dairy Podcast. We're bringing you the latest information, insights and opinion to improve dairy farm performance. On this week's episode of the Dairy Edge Podcast, management consultant Nolik Heffernan explains the importance on focusing time and money on areas of high return. And I first asked her about the main drivers of good decision making on farm. When you when you see decisions made well on farm, it's usually because people have sat down and planned it. So um, ad hoc decisions, you know, just gone oh off the cuff. I'll expand by hundred cows by next year, uh, is not is it's not sensible. It's not easy to do, and actually, it's quite destructive to the system that you already have. So when you see a farm that's done it very well, they have planned it. Uh, they they understand what their investment will be, and that investment isn't just about money. It's about their personal energy. It's about the other resources they have on farm. So the people around them, um, and when they do that properly you can see that they apply they understand that you should never engage in a project unless it has high return and reasonably low difficulty. So if we look back to the open day you spoke about um, a lean management tool pick can you give us an insight for people who may have missed it what does that mean? So when we look at uh, the world of business, and I work across all sectors, there are many very simple models because in business, time is money. So you have a huge amount of information in front of you. How do you filter that down to make sure you're doing the best you can at any particular time? And using models is a really clever way of doing that. So most models in businesses will be four quadrants. So there'll be two axes. It's X versus Y. And when you use that, when you when you Um, use that to filter information you can come out with quite strong um, indication of where you should invest your time and your money so something like a pick diagram it comes from lean management and in any business there could be a number of projects you want to do so which do you pick where do you invest your money and when we look at the pick diagram the pick describes um, low return versus low difficulty so there are things that you know maybe for example if we looked at at farming a single litre of milk is low return and low difficulty if you're a dairy farmer because you already have the the, the system set up But you have to do a huge volume of that to get any return. So you can do that, but you need a large volume. When you look at the high return, low difficulty, that's the green area. That's go, go, go. So that's um, low hanging fruit, for example. They're quick wins. It's an investment of your resource and you're getting a good return for that. A lot of things on farm, when you're talking, when you're talking about any expansion or any investment, it's typically a high ret- a challenge. So it's a high return, um, but high level of difficulty. So if you get it right, it could be really, it's really advantageous, but it's very easy to get it wrong. It's almost a slippery slope. And then if you do get it wrong, you can drop down into that kill zone, which is never engage in a project that is low return, but high difficulty because it saps your energy, it saps your morale, it disengages people because you've done something and it, ha- it hasn't worked. Um, so you might start off with something that is in the challenge box, which would be the high return, high difficulty, by very carefully planning, by understanding the resources available, by implementing um, any time management tools. So you could work this tool with a lot of other tools that I would commonly speak about uh, to Irish dairy farmers and UK dairy farmers. You can work these tools together so that you're making the best use of your time and energy at any point. And in an, a scenario that is high return, high challenge, and you think you believe and you know it's right for your business, you shouldn't engage with that that project until you have it moved across to the higher return, low difficulty, um, within reason, because obviously there's still a level of risk. And that would be, for example, if you were going to build a new shed, getting the right people to investigate the land before you decide to build, having maybe a project manager on site so it doesn't run over time, um, 
best use, you know, g- getting a good good loan or getting good finance um, that you are in, you're capable of paying off, you know, understanding that you need wh- where your resources are coming from and doing that effectively, you can get the job done properly, fit for purpose and everybody feels good after it and they're willing to try the next project. And I suppose, you know, you've given a, a really good example of where we're in the situation where there's high difficulty. Can you give us an example of the high return, low difficulty area? So you mentioned this is the low hanging fruit for farmers. So what are these areas? So we see now with the, with um, through Chagas research and, and all of the, the uh, thinking that's coming out of Moorpark that high return, low difficulty, that, you know, you start off and some of these, for example, some of these measured, never, never measured grass before. That's going to be high return, but high difficulty from as they see it, because they've never done it before. So it's a challenge. It's a new way of thinking. It's it's adding an extra a task maybe to your task list. But when you get it right, you get such a good return on the grass in terms of of quality of milk etc you're using your land efficiently that actually um through through planning it properly doing it well it gets to a point where it's high return low difficulty what are the decision um tools we have used in the past say dairy farmers planning you know i suppose in the last 5 to 10 years expanding what are the decision tools farmers have taken in order to i suppose implement a plan um you know farm investment um, I think traditionally people have, you know, it, it hasn't, the, the market hasn't, certainly hasn't been as exposed, it hasn't been as high level of risk as there is now on an open market. Um, and so people have, you know, maybe just decided, well, it would be nice to have an add-on or it would just be nice to spend a bit of money there and potentially not thinking it through. Now, we know that farmers, I suppose there's an accusation that farmers don't plan very well. Clearly, farmers have a lot of planning capability because they know when they're calving, they know when the silage window's coming in. So there's times across the year that they are very good at planning in terms of the farm they're maybe just not stepping back a little bit and thinking about how to plan it more as a business rather than responding to the seasonal year uh, in terms of the animals actually stepping back a bit and planning their resource investment in that and and capitalizing on what they do all uh, they do well already and from your experience um you know when we consider um you know return and difficulty where are farmers spending the majority of their time at the moment depends on the life um of where that where that farm is in terms of its development um history so if it's a very well established farm so some of the level of difficulty might be continuing to motivate staff maybe the farmer maintaining their own motivation within farming um just looking for those uh, those marginal gains so maybe chasing um, milk quality more maybe looking at um breeding looking at better grass measurement for example or growing more more um tonnage so it's thinking um the that's for the well-established farm. For the expanding farm, the difficulty is that that we, you know, if you look at some of the research that maybe um, has come out of Moorpark, it's showing that at a certain level of cows you can cope. When you're in that expansion phase, there's that middle phase where you're adding on cows, but you don't have enough people, you don't have sufficient uh, money in the business to take on an extra person. So that's very stretching. And the people say, well, with scale, you're going to have more time in your hands. But actually, there's a, an interim phase where you don't. It, you have to push past that phase in order to get to a scale that allows you to have more people in the system. So that can be very high, high difficulty and highly challenging for people. And in that lull, you know, it's, it's difficult when um, everybody else looks like they're doing well and you feel that you're really challenged and that you're, you're um, under pressure all the time. It can be difficult to keep your head up and to push through that. So I guess to, to, to sum up on that, um, you know, depending on what stage you're at in terms of, uh, you know, I suppose age and, and this the stage that the farm is at, you know, um, the return and the, uh, the difficulty can vary hugely in terms of, you know, what 
is happening on the farm and also what you're um, you're capable of, of having. Looking at the the high difficulty areas, what can you do to push into shifting that up to a low difficulty? So uh, m- many of the things that fail is, is it's primarily through lack of planning. So when you look at um, a project management concept, there's a huge amount of effort and investment that's put into planning. Now, that, seem, that often feels fl- slow in the dairy sector, in farming community who are ready to act. It's, it's a very reactive type. Look, it's raining. We have to do something. Look, the grass is growing. We need to do something. The cattle are out in the road. We need to do something. So it's quite a action-oriented industry. And um, to remove the level of challenge or the level of difficulty and to get the most out of your return, you have to step back and take time and plan and think about it. And just as an industry, people have been slow to do that. It's, that's the office work that the industry often runs away from thinking that it's not real work. But actually, you, can, you make more money in the office than you do you know, in the parlour because you convert your, your milk, uh, the quality of your milk, that money um, is converted through the office. So it's really about stepping back and saying, what are you trying to achieve? Do you know what you want from your business? Do you know what your succession plan is? Where do I put that investment? And educate yourself. And if you're not going to educate yourself, bring in good people who know what they're doing. So engaging with the peop- the skill set that's already around you, your accountants, your solicitors, you know, is there is there a project manager nearby? Is there a good engineer nearby? Is there is there um, a well-established um, business that does this all the time and knows exactly, you know, have experts within them. And farmers often panic because of the initial outlay of bringing in that expertise, but it's just, it's a short-term pain for a, a huge gain long-term. And also when you, um, you don't have to engage with other people, but if you're not going to bring in other people, you have to be very well informed on in what you're doing. And remember if you were taking on a project, something like uh, a farm building, by you doing it, you're interfering with your other f- work anyway. So it's may and and so it goes on longer and longer. Whereas when you bring in somebody specific to do that, they can put and apply their time into it, and that that um, project can be completed in a much shorter space of time than if you're adding it onto the work that you already have. And just to pick up on that point, you know that the time spent in the office is much more valuable than you know you know often what you're doing in the parlour. In that it's the decision making and it's the strategic planning for the farm. I've heard this once or twice before. And I think sometimes people do laugh at it because in the parlour, you're actually harvesting the milk and that's what's, you know, bringing the income to the farm. Just delve a little bit more into what you mean by that in terms of, you know, making the right decisions for the farm and giving yourselves time to step back from the day to day process. If you think about um, the return that you get from your milk, that goes out the window pretty quickly if you're not legally compliant, you know, if your quality is poor, if you're not f- following up on your paperwork, if you're if you're not registering your calves properly, if you're not compliant with, with um, standards and with regulation, well, actually, your money, you, you, you lose value on, on that milk, on that litre uh, that, that, uh, of milk. And also, you know, you're... you're you're not working on your business. So ma- majority of, of Irish dairy farms are extremely um, established. And so the movement is a way, and, and even in terms of, of a farmer and his own life cycle or her own life cycle, um, it becomes less about working in and more about working on. So it's the opportunity um, to develop that business further, to get to maximise what you already have. And that requires sitting back, thinking about it, following up on your bank reports, following up on your financial statements, following up with your accountant, making sure that you have everything in place that allows you to convert your milk for the best value possible. And finally, uh, Nolik, if we consider time, and a lot of farmers will say they're time poor and they're working long hours, they're working seven days a week. You know, how can people take a step back and improve their, you know, their lifestyle and, and reduce the hours worked? 
Yeah, I think if we went back to the pick model that we were describing earlier, um, a high return and low difficulty, a very quick thing that that all farmers can do is a simple exercise. We've been doing it, actually, we did it um, in the, the Moor Park Open Day in 2017, is just really thinking about the whole year, not just responding to what's happening today, not just responding to what's happening to the week, because time pollutes time. So if I mess up my time today, it impacts tomorrow. And it's thinking about the big picture of time, not just today's time. And that's a, there's a really simple way of doing that. You can get a yearly planner. Uh, you could do it up as an Excel spreadsheet or you could... Um, you could buy one from a local local uh, stationery shop and you just, one of the things I, I tend to do is I um, get a, a discussion groups or farming groups to colour it in because it's quite visual. You can see it straight away. So if we think of the difference, if you think of something as, as high tech as an airplane, it uses an analogue clock. It doesn't use a digital clock because you can glance at it very quickly and you know where you're at. By colouring in the planner, by colouring in the, cl- the, the um, calendar, you can see at a glance, you can walk into your office and say, where are we at the moment? What do I need to be thinking about? What's my focus for today? So that's a really quick, that's a low hanging fruit. It's high return, low difficulty. It doesn't cost, cost you a piece of paper. And it's just sitting back and saying, what is the time available to, to farming? What do I need to get done this year? What's my priority task? And it's a learnable skill set. So for people who say they don't know about time, if we look traditionally at farming, are certainly under quota. Most people were working in their own businesses for themselves. Their time was their own. It didn't really matter how they used that time. When we look at the industry wanting to be a, an attractive industry for children to take over from their parents, when we want to bring in employees into farms, when we want to make it an industry that's an employer of choice, you've got to be more conscious of time because you're now dealing with other people's time. And that's just about reviewing your own practices. You know, are you, what I would say is, are you are you slack during the spongy part of the day? So between milkings, if you're a twice a day milker, you've got very set, most efficient on farm during milking because you're doing a very, speci- a very set task at a very set time and you're totally focused on that. So that's highly, highly efficient. It's that middle part of the day that isn't accounted for. So if you want to be really good at time management, break up your day and account for each hour so say I'm milking at uh, I, I finish milking at x time I'm going to spend an hour on my paperwork I'm going to spend the next hour or I might if I hate paperwork I might just start off at 20 minutes and just get through that 20 minutes and then realize that actually I get quite a lot done and it's not as evil and awful as I thought it was um, and then just a lot time during the day and and pick a finishing time and hold fast to it with farmers you know I get I get pushed back a lot when I talk about finishing at a specific time if you cannot finish at a, s- a specific time for the majority of the year, well, then there's something toxic in your system because, you know, people always say to me, oh, we're working with animals. Well, if you're having an issue with animals every evening at six o'clock, there's something there's something bigger there. So it's just having the confidence to say, I can be um, a five, uh, you know, an, a, a, nine to, a, a five to five farmer or I can be a six to five farmer. And to do that with pride and not to be afraid that the neighbours will think you're not good at working. You know, hold, hold, be proud of that because by having uh, time and space for yourself, you make yourself a better farmer, you make yourself more resilient and you actually enjoy it. And that enjoyment comes through to your family, comes through to the, to the uh, community in general and people want to be part of that. They want to see what you're doing and, and why you're enjoying it. And I suppose that's a really nice point because we would have had um, a new entrant dairy farmer, Mike Birmingham, from um, just outside Formoy. And he said that, you know, he worked in construction, so he worked crazy hours. And then he went home and it was it was a beef farm and he was working a lot and there was very low return in, uh, financially. And he said now 
say when June comes his children are on holidays and he said it's kind of game over he milks the cows in the morning and he's at home all day and they do whatever they need to do uh, in terms of family time uh, and then back to the cows in the afternoon I suppose look that's a really good top tip that we're going to finish on in terms of the yearly planner and I suppose you know the, the year isn't lost there's another six months to go so I'd encourage people to get the yearly planner just to finish off your top the top three tips once you put the yearly planner in front of you what do you target so when you put the yearly planner in front of you the first thing when you're doing the yearly planner is is what I would say discount the time not available to farming so decide 2019 for the rest of 2019 I'm going to take every second weekend off or I'm going to take my family on a on a, a trip a week during the summer holidays whatever it is and block that out if you don't plan it it will not happen and you know that so I'll t- you know farmers have that conversation with themselves oh I'll take a day off next week well actually when it comes to that it never happens because something else takes over by protecting time so by saying this is time I'm having off you're far more focused during the week and, and you work more applied you know it's it's amazing I, I had a farm a discussion group and a farmer said it's amazing how much work you can get done in the last 10 minutes before evening milking and what does that mean it means there's a focus there's a definite ending and that you can apply yourself so focus is really impor- important discipline the discipline to down tools at whatever time you decide is your finishing time. So say if you, you're going to finish your working day at six o'clock, the discipline to walk away from whatever you're doing, because you have to ask yourself, will anybody die and will you lose millions? And that rarely happens. You know, there's only a couple of industries where you can answer yes to either of those. So it's just that confidence to walk away and say, what's the worst that will happen if I don't finish this job today? And I'll crack back on with it tomorrow. Once I've done my cows and I've, you know, I know my, cow, my cows are safe, I can get back on with that job and I'll probably have far more energy doing it tomorrow morning um, because you know, I'm fresh and ready to do it. And actually on that, for what we find with a lot of farms is we spoke earlier, Emma-Louise, about the uh, importance of office work. Office work is often left because it is not liked. It is often left till the end of the day. That's too easy an excuse to get away from it. So you're doing something you don't like and you're tired. You're doing something that's extremely important that's, and you're tired. So it's, having, it's protecting that as important time and putting that up to the earlier hours of the day where you're fresh and you're ready to tackle it and you do a good job at it. And when you do a good job at something, you feel good about yourself and you're far more willing to engage with that the next time. So... Um, it's focus, it's discipline and it's just challenge yourself. You know, this is a great time of year to challenge yourself because, uh, you know, as you described the farmer earlier, you know, it's, it's game over. It, it, the, the main uh, pressures of the, of the farming year are over and there's opportunities to try something different. And I guess, look, uh, for some people, this will be new and it is change. But I think, you know, once you do it once or twice, it can become a lot easier and, and you become more comfortable with doing it. Thank you, Nolik. Pleasure. Thank you very much, Emily, for having me speak. And that's it for this week's episode of the Dairy Edge podcast. And my thanks to Nolik Heffernan for joining me on this week's show. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. You can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. And for more information, go to the Chagas website at chagas.ie. I'm Emma-Louise Coffey and join me next time for your Dairy Edge.